Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Double Play Podcast. I'm Ryan Donahue, joined today by my rad co-host, Jack Smith. I don't think we've used rad yet, but Jack, nope. how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I like rad, uh, first of all. But yeah, doing pretty well. Went to Universal Studios yesterday, watched some baseball, including you know, the Giants AAA team playing at the major league level because of COVID and injuries. Not been super fun, but got to go to the Dodgers game on Friday, as I mentioned in our Ronald Acuna video. But they were playing the Tigers. Not a whole ton of competition, but it was fun. Watch around Dodger Stadium. I'd been there once before, but that was for a Dodgers-Giants game, so I kind of more invested in what was happening on the field. This time, really watch around the stadium, gave myself a personal tour. I would give Dodger Stadium a 9 out of 10 rating. The only thing being it's not like right on the water, which is you know what I like about other stadiums. Dodger Dog was very disappointed. I gave it a five and a half out of 10. I posted this on our on our Twitter and I know someone was like upset because I said you about the Dodgers. And I'm like, I'm a Giants fan. I don't know what you want from me. Um, and then the on, on-field product, probably a one out of 10. Wow, just a one, but that's unfortunate. But I also was at the same night, I was at the Braves Rangers. Unfor- unfortunately, like I mentioned in the Acuna video, Acuna was not playing. He played Thursday and Saturday. I went to Friday. So... Got there early, saw batting practice, and I was I texted you. It, it, during his batting practice, he has the most effortless power I've ever seen. He was just, excuse me, swings that went over the right field fence, and he was hitting balls into the third deck at Globe Life. It was insane. So, still had a lot of fun. Great game. But yeah, at least Corey was, Seager hit a home run right at you. Corey Seager did home hit a home run. My friend was like, uh, it was it was probably seventh or eighth inning. He go now would be a great time. To, to hit a Corey for a Corey Seager 420 foot bomb right to us because we were sitting in the first row of the second deck and uh in left field bleachers and the very next pitch not even kidding Corey Seager hits a bomb that is coming directly towards us and just comes into the first deck like by probably missed us by about like 20 to 30 feet but it was still insane that the like we got up I was like reaching my hand out I thought it was coming to us but you just need a longer glove. I think that's the problem. I guess so. Like you need like one of those dad gloves that's this long. Yeah, the big ones. I think I would have caught it. Yeah. Um, another thing you missed out on beating me in fantasy this week. I know we talked about that in uh, our last podcast episode. You did give a valiant effort. I, I will. I will say that if you want to break down how the week went, I, I, I gave it a good go. Uh, basically, you had all your pitchers go earlier in the week and I had barely any. So you were up big basically from the start. And uh Going into the last day, I saw you You had no pitchers. You hit the max, and I I, I managed it strategically. I, I went to 11, so I had – you get 12, I had 11. So I just start picking up a bunch of guys. I'm like, I'm going to win or I'm going to die trying. And uh, I ended up putting up over 100 points on Sunday, and uh, I needed 11, 11 points out of Zach Eflin – or, yeah, Eflin mm. on uh, – Sunday on night Sunday baseball. night baseball and he, goes for, too. and he goes for like negative 10. So uh, it was not a good start. I ended up losing by 20 when I had a chance, but I brought it within, I was down a hundred or like 90 going into the Sunday and brought it within 10 at one point. So, yeah, I don't like to talk about luck, but you also got like one in a season performances from Marcus Stroman, um, Josiah Gray, like you got, a lot of good performances turned in uh, for those of you unfamiliar with it too on ESPN fantasy, you're only allowed 12 starters in a week, but if you go into Sunday only using 11, you can use as many as you want on Sunday and you won't hit your max. So I'll just say I played by the rules. I followed 
I followed the rules. Um, only used 12 pitchers all week compared to Ryan 17. And still I won by, I think, uh, still think I won by 20 points. So still undefeated. What are you, one and two? One and two now. One and two. Oof. I get I think it's just karma for like going above the rule. That's two weeks in a row, too. It's I early. I, it's early. I had Acuna. So yeah, that's true. He, he was hurt. So he's come back now. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about my team. Got to see uh, Trout coming back. Picked up Kyle Wright last week, too. He, had, he turned another good start against you this week. Uh, the only problem is like if, even if I wanted to do that, I don't really feel like there are players on my team that I can drop right now in order to pick up like five pitchers for a Sunday matchup anyway. So I'm happy I was able to do that and still win the week. Hopefully continue this undefeated train. Unfortunately, though, my undefeated train of not having a punishment for series locks has come to an end. And for you, it's going to be yes. your second punishment as well. We both went under 500 this week. I, I do have, like I mentioned, I'll fi- file a little bit of a grievance with that. Because I picked the Giants over the Nationals, and right before the series, the entire Giants squad gets COVID or gets injured, and they're starting their AAA lineup pretty much with players like literally that got DFA'd, they picked up off the street and started the next day. And they ended up losing the series. They gave up more hits um, in that series than I think they have since like 2008 against the Padres. It was not fun. So we we both have a punishment if you want to explain what that's going to be. Yeah, so we're going to do like some sort of joint punishment, I guess, but we're both doing the same thing. On our TikTok, go follow it down below. We are going to be performing some TikTok dances for you guys. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I'm, I'm going to come. I'm going to come hot. I'm, I'm putting all my effort into this TikTok dance. You are going to love it. So go follow our TikTok because you won't want to miss that. You won't want to miss my TikTok dance. But if you did, that'd be okay with me because the less people that see my TikTok dance, the better. Yeah, maybe but, don't uh, go follow our TikTok. That's all I'll yeah. say. Unless you uh, want to see embarrassing TikTok dances from two people who probably can't dance all that well. Nope, um, but yeah, it, it's going to be punishments are meant for embarrass for embarrassment. I'm pretty sure this is kind of as embarrassing as you can get. Um, like we mentioned for the last that, one, that and rapping what I had to do last time. That was yeah. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to have an effect on our punishments as well, like please let us know for next time because it's fun when we get to decide. But I feel it would be more fun if if you guys let us know what we have to do instead of deciding what we choose to do. So definitely let us know down in the comments, go watch those TikToks, which will be up. I don't know. Should we try and get them up tomorrow on Tuesday? Yeah, they should be up by tomorrow. Yeah, they'll be up by tomorrow. Or I guess by the time you guys are watching this today, if you're listening on Wednesday too, they're probably already out. So go to the TikTok, check those out. I'm sure they'll be embarrassing, but yeah, not going to be fun. Not, not a good week. Uh, series locks wise. Unfortunately, but uh, today we're going to, it's April, or sorry, not April. April is over, so we're in May. So we're going to be getting into our monthly awards for the month of April, the first month of the season. And uh, yeah, we're going to go through player of the month, rookie of the month, pitcher of the month, moment of the month, and uh, the other one was surprise of the month. So we're going to go through those. And then at the end, we're going to do an, continue our top five series, and we'll talk about that more later, but stick around for that. But Jack, you want to get into our player of the month to start us off right away? Yeah. First of all, crazy is already May. We're more than a third of the way through 2022. And I swear, I feel like it just started. Oh, 100%. Um, but yeah, this is something hopefully we can continue every month. Um, yeah, started off with player of the month. We both have the same National League player of the month in Nolan Arenado. He had 225 WRC plus last month, five home runs, a 1.8 war, which I believe is second in baseball um, to Manny Machado. Or it might be first. I'm not completely sure. Tied for seventh uh, in outs above average, 225 WRC plus, leads the NL in OPS at uh, 1.133. He's just had a fantastic season so far. I don't think there was really another choice in the National League. 
Yeah, I mean, he's put up the offensive production. We've seen flashes from him. And the offensive production, it's obviously there. You read off all the numbers. and that, But the main thing for me is the t- uh, tied for seventh and outs above average. Because, like, when Nolan Arenado puts up these kind of offensive numbers, because we know he's going to be one of the best defenders in the MLB year in, year out. So when he puts up those offensive numbers, he's going to be on the player of the month. And if he puts keeps up similar numbers, he'll be in the MVP discussion. Yeah, absolutely. We didn't want to do like MVP and Cy Young for each month. So we're just doing player of the month, pitcher of the month. We're getting on, we, we explain those. I will say baseball savant is not super high on Nolan Arenado so far this year. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of solid red dots on his baseball savant page. Uh, stack cast numbers are a little down on him. So this, I mean, we kind of base these awards off of actual results, which I think should be the case, but it maybe taints my judgment of him going into next month because I would expect maybe this production to go down a little bit. But either way, his production in the month of uh, April was absolutely undeniable. He's, I think, by far player of the month in the NL. Yeah, and going into AL now, uh, we got different ones. We uh, disagreed on this one a little bit. For for me, I had Jose Ramirez. He is at... 230 WRC plus seven home runs, 28 RBIs in 21 games, which is ridiculous. And uh 485 weighted on base average. So when he's getting on base, he's, he's putting in extra base hits. He's driving in runs, like I said, but he's been great so far this season. And I, he's my AL player of the month. So I, I was very close to taking Jose Ramirez. But I ended up going with Mike Trout. Um, I know he's had less at-bats, and the RBI's number is the one where Jose Ramirez is blowing everyone out of the water. But it's also, like, I think RBI's is one of those older stats that I don't put as much weight into because it's a lot based on situation. Um, and, and Trout missing those at-bats, hitting higher in the lineup. I just think it's he's missing out on some of those RBI opportunities, but he's still having a tremendous season so far. He leads the AL and OPS in his games played, and he's still, like, I think he's, between 10 and 20 at bats less than Jose Ramirez so far this year. So he's not that far off leads uh, Ramirez by 50 points in regular weighted on base average and by a hundred points in expected weighted on base average. Um, We've seen him with multi multiple multi home run games. He's playing great defense. He's running faster than really we've ever seen him run. And I, I absolutely think Mike Trout, even though he's had some less at bats should be the, is my AL player of the month. I was very close on picking Chad as well. They, they got pretty similar numbers across the board in terms of WRC plus and war, I would think was very similar, but they've both had great months and yeah, can't fault you for that pick. They've, they've both been great this month. And uh, I gave the edge to Jose Ramirez, but I could totally see how Mike Trout is the AL player of the month as well. I mean, 28 RBIs in a month too is just ridiculous. That's pretty oh, much yeah. an RBI for each day of the month. Oh, yeah. And in and, and a Guardians lineup that, yes, I've said that we're sleeping on, but isn't the best lineup in baseball. No. So he's he's obviously the, the key cog in that machine. Um, his numbers are really nothing to, to scoff at either. But Trout is just at an unreal level so far. Absolutely. And ho- hopefully we see a full season of this from Trout, because I would love to see another MVP season out of him. I mean, that's good. This is kind of what I expected him to do. I, I, I still think like there's no way he can keep up with the He's at like, I forget what his OPS is at right now, but it's just an ungodly number. Um, so I assume there'll be a little bit of regression back towards the mean, but he had a fantastic month, though he missed some some games and has less at-bats than Jose Ramirez. He's been fantastic. 
Yeah, now we're going to get into Rookie of the Month. And for my pick in the end, I'll, I'll start it off. Another guy who is having a fantastic month is Seiya Suzuki in his first month in the MLB. He's putting up a 164 WRC+, plus, 405 on-base percentage, which is pretty crazy, getting on base 40% of the time. He's got four home runs. And, uh, I mean, I feel like he's just kind of, in the NL, he's dominating. And we, we kind of saw him come out of the gate strong and, I love Steve from Seiya on my fantasy team. Almost pulled me to the win this week, but like we, like we talked about. But yeah, Seiya Suzuki is my NL Rookie of the Month. Yeah, I don't think there's any other choice. He was in consideration for me for NL like Player of the Month in general. And he was um, like the main guy that we referenced in last week's episode. That was last week, right? Where we talked about our 10 most surprising or impressive players so far. He was kind of that number one guy for us there aren't a whole ton of MVP or player of the month contributors in the NL. And he was up there for me and he was definitely the only rookie that came close. I think he's the only possible choice in the national league for rookie of the month and well-deserved. I'm super impressed by what say has done this season. And for AL player of the month, we both are rookie of the month. Rather, we both have the same player as well. This one's Joe Ryan. And uh, in the AL, we saw there's a lot of hype going in this. We got, Julio Rodriguez, we've got Bobby Witt, Spencer Torkelson, and uh, Ariel Rookie of the Month ends up being Joe Ryan, but it's kind of a surprise. But four games started, 23 innings pitched, 1.17 ERA with a 30.1 K percentage. So he's putting up a good month. He's going five plus six innings every time, putting up those numbers for the Twins. We're in a rotation where we said the Twins need pitching to be good this year, and, and Twins. They're not nine and one in their last 10. The twins, I think they lead the AL central now with the white Sox struggling and Joe Ryan's a big reason why. Yeah. He was a, despite all the talent that we have in the American league rookie wise, he was a very popular AL rookie of the year pick. Um, and uh, he's had a great start to the season so far. He was their opening day starter, which like, what was it? His third appearance, maybe he was like very that. low number in appearances and was the opening day starter for the twins. He's been great. He leads all AL rookies and in innings pitched by four and still having more success than, than all of them leads uh, AL rookie pitchers. And I think maybe all rookie pitchers as well with a 1.17 ERA, that 30 K percentage is great. Um, he doesn't get hit very hard. Super impressed by what Joe Ryan has done so far. One thing I didn't know either was that he was a former Ray. So they, they, the Rays had traded him for Nelson Cruz, which I didn't know that coming into like, only until a couple of weeks ago did I find that out. Which means they traded their our American League Rookie of the Month for like half a season of Nelson Cruz. You kind of rarely see that kind of an L from the Rays. Yeah, can't agree with that more. But some more pitchers that we talked about. Now we're going to get into our Pitcher of the Month. We talked about Joe Ryan. He was actually in consideration for me for the AL Pitcher of the Month. But spoiler, he doesn't win it for me. But uh, Jack, you want to get started with the NL? Yeah, so... Um... I'm glad we have differing opinions on this one. I gave it to Carlos Rodon. A bias aside to four games started, 23 innings pitched, 1.17 ERA. He's only allowed three earned runs all season, and he has 38 strikeouts on the season, which in one less, he has one less start than Burns and um, I forget who the other name is at the top of the NL, but he's right up there with all the guys who have four starts, the most Ks in, in the National League. And I've got some counterpoints to who, to who you picked, so I'll let you go and give your pick first. So actually when I was going into pick mine, I was choosing between the, I, okay. I, I chose Pablo Lopez and I'll get into his stats and why I chose him in a second. But when I was going in, I was like, Pablo Lopez, I deleted it. I put Carlos Rodon. I was like, nah, I, I deleted it again and put Lopez. 
But Lopez has been insane. He's four games started, 23.1 innings pitched, a 0.39 ERA, which is ridiculous, with a 0.9 war. And I mean, we people were high on Pablo Lopez coming into it. I'll be honest, I wasn't really a believer in that. I was like, all right, yeah, he'll be solid. But I was not expecting this in the month of April. So I'll, I'll give him credit where credit is due. He's been absolutely fantastic this month. Yeah, I think that he's given up one earned run all season. I think that was in his first start against the Giants. He was kind of carving them up, but they ended up, I think they scored one off of him, and that's the only run he's given up this year. 0.9 war. He he has been great. Like, don't get me wrong. It's It was, I don't think you can pick anyone other than Rodon or him right now, and he's had a fantastic season, only giving up one run in 23 innings. That's great. But compared to Lopez, Rodon's given up 11 hits, um, which I I did not write down how many Lopez has had, but that's he has less hits. He's got a better whip. Um, Lopez with 23 Ks and 23 innings pitched. Rodon with 38 Ks and 23 innings pitched. Both haven't allowed a homer. So I'm like I said, both are having fantastic seasons. But I think they've they've both had very successful years where like three earned runs compared to one. I went with the more dominant pitcher, 38 Ks for Rodon, overpowering stuff. He just hasn't been as hittable as Lopez and has struck out more guys. So that's kind of where I made the distinction between the two. That's, t- that's fair. I was, like I said, I was, I almost chose Radon. I figured you kind of would. So you still have, you still have time to switch. I'm not going to, right. but uh, anyways, you're actually going to see Rodon on Tuesday, right? I'm going to see Rodon on Tuesday uh, versus the Dodgers. We'll see what the kind of lineup looks like. It's probably still going to be half of the river cats against the Dodgers, but I think we're going to be getting Lamont Wade juniors, debut for this season against the Dodgers on Tuesday. So that'll be cool. Unfortunately, Brandon Belt's on the COVID list. Not going to get to see him. I have the worst luck ever going to Giants games where he's either like getting the day off or he's hurt or I guess now has COVID. So luck, I got to see him, I think, when I went last year. But this not a good start to, to the Giants games this year where I'm missing out on my favorite player again. I'm hoping Rodon uh, pr- proves me right and that Pablo Lopez is better than the Dodgers go off and shell him on Tuesday. We'll see. I don't know the the. I was looking up at the scoreboard on the uh, when I was at the Dodgers game, and there are some guys that are hitting the ball well. But I think as a whole, the Dodgers lineup has been a little disappointing this year. And I'm gonna knock on all the wood that's in my room right now. But well, it's it's been the Dodgers pitching staff. I think they have the lowest ERA. Yeah, in baseball. But anyways, that, we got distracted a little bit. Out, out of the NL. Our, out of the NL, we're getting to our AL pitcher of the month now. Mine is a former Giant. Kevin Gossman, who has been surprising this year, uh, I was kind of, I, I was kind of iffy about him because like I was just iffy about a guy who has been mediocre his whole career, has a breakout year last year, so I wasn't sure about G- G- Kevin Gossman, but he's pitched well. Four games started, he's got eleven point three one Ks per nine, which is pretty good, and no walks, which is the big thing. This this was a big thing, and he's got a .54 fielding and event pitching. His ERA is a little bit higher, but the FIP is what's big for me because he's just getting weak contact, kind of getting unlucky with, with balls falling. But a 1.4 war as well, with it, which is American League pitching leader, and it, it might lead all of – no, maybe not. But I don't know, but he's leading all American League pitchers. So Kevin Gosman, for my fantasy team, is getting my AL Pitcher of the Month. Yeah, I really thought about it. We, he Again, another guy we referenced on the, the top 10 most impressive slash most surprising players. He's been great this year. The fact he hasn't the fact he hasn't walked anyone is absurd to me because of his pitches move out of the zone so often. 
that I'm just really surprised that no one's taken and, and, and walked. So he's been great, really tremendous control. And I really shocked myself with my pick because I wasn't sure who I was going to go with. I was pretty confident it was going to be Rodon or Lopez in the NL. Wasn't really sure what my pick was going to be in the AL. And when I looked through all the stats, I ended up going Justin Verlander, um, which really shocked me. I was not expecting to come in and pick Justin Verlander, but four games started. He's got a 1.73 ERA through 26 innings pitched, 28 Ks to only four walks. So yeah, what's his, uh, Kevin Gosman's only walked or hasn't walked a single player, but Verlander's only walked four. And the big thing for me was Gosman is has a whip at 0.98 despite walking absolutely no one this season. He's given up 31 hits and Verlander's given up 14. Um, Verlander leads the AL and whip at 0.69 uh, compared to Gosman's 0.98. And just that, that, that number of like, it's a 0.98 whip with that's pretty much just hits per innings pitch. So he's almost given up a hit per inning. Um, also K numbers and innings pitch numbers are going to be a little bit more inflated compared to uh, Verlander and some other guys, because since he's at the top of that, rotation he has four starts compared to verlander's or he has five starts compared to verlander's four yeah i mean i i also saw when i was looking through stats verlander was up there as well but yeah i ended up going with gosman and you mentioned all those stats but i just feel like the no walks and the fifth stood out for me for gosman and uh he's been surprising to me in another category now we're gonna get into is our surprise of the month so far Jack, you want to get us started? So, yeah, uh, we'll start in the NL. And I like your pick a lot, um, but I ended up going with Connor Joe from the Rockies. And I think this is more of a personal pick because two years ago, the Giants starting uh, lineup on opening day, which I think is maybe the worst lineup I've ever seen to start an opening day. And that was in the 60-game season. Connor Joe was starting in left field. Really no one had ever heard of him. He was kind of that original Farhan Zaidi project, but he was just not that good to start. And I think with the new, the pressure of being a new GM, Connor Joe ended up leaving the Giants. Um, and so, so far the season for the Rockies, who if I were to pick a different pick, because this doesn't have to be a player, I would pick the Rockies as a team in the NL. Connor Joe has been fantastic. Um, and he, I think he kind of showed that maybe Zaidi was right about him in the first place, but he, 877 OPS. He has 11 walks to 18 Ks, four homers, five doubles. Um, and he's broke out like crazy. The Rockies have been... Are, are up there with some of the best records in the national league. So Connor Joe and the Rockies, I would say definitely surprised me, um, especially kind of where they came from two years ago uh, in that 60 game season, seeing him start out in left field and being like, are we, are we serious right now? We're going up against the, against the Dodgers and we're starting Connor Joe. Yeah. Con Connor Joe Dodgers legend as well. He was in the Dodgers minor league system for a while, but um, yeah. Uh, Connor Joe, did you see that video? Uh, probably a week ago now connor joe hits a leadoff home run and the announcers go connor joe greatest rocky ever yep that, that so that was funny but i ended up not going connor joe i do like him what numbers he's had so far this season i ended up going kyle wright of the atlanta braves four games started 24 innings pitched a 1.13 era with a 1.0 war he just kind of came out of nowhere and it was very surprising to me he kind of he had some upside as a prospect a few years ago and has just been been like okay in his stints in the majors and but right now he's just he's putting up great numbers like we've like i mentioned and he's the Braves will need him going going forward this season to continue putting up numbers he's doing to be successful yeah i think you would have guessed when you saw what Kyle Wright was doing this season that he was a rookie cuz like really kind of came like that far out of nowhere 
Um, and he's been fantastic. You're right. I mean, averaging six innings a start, he's pitched great in every single uh, game he's gone out on the bump, a 1.13 ERA. He's been fantastic. We talked about him last week, another uh, graduate of that list. But yeah, I, I end up going with Connor Joe, but Kyle Wright, I really like as a pick. In the AL, I went with a guy that's more of a big name. And to me, that's Alec Manoa. And that's another kind of personal pick because I really did not expect Manoa to have a great year this year. Um, I just, I didn't fully buy into him coming up and having that success last year. Um, I wasn't projecting him to really build on that and continue it. I thought he could be okay, but I definitely wasn't expecting him to be as good as he has been. I think I would have put him even above Gosman as runner up for my pitcher of the month. Um, four games started 25 innings pitched 1.44 ERA, a 0.88 whip, 25 strikeouts. And the Jays have won every single game he started against the Yankees, the A's, but then the Astros and the Red Sox, despite scoring three runs, four runs, three runs, and one run in his four starts. And they've still won every game he started. He's 4-0. He's been amazing this year. And that surprised me. I'm not afraid to admit I was wrong. See, that's that's one where, like I mentioned where I was wrong before, but Alec Manoa, I was right on. I, I knew he'd be good. I Maybe not this good. Maybe this good is a surprise to me, but I knew Manoa would be good going into this season. And for my pick in the AL, a team that I did not know would be this good. I went with a team. I went with the Angels, actually. So they're 15 and 8. They lead the AL West. And uh, that's behind Trout being the same Trout. Otani, he's been okay, but he's put up numbers when he needs to. Syndergaard's been good at the top, top of the rotation. Lorenzen had a good start yesterday where he went 8 and a third. Picked him up as well. Yeah, and again, how many times is Michael Lorenzo going to go eight and a third? So, I mean, they're getting good production out of their pitching, and Taylor Ward has also been fantastic. He could have been a surprise as well. And that's kind of propelled the Angels to leading the AL West, and I knew they'd be better than they were in the past this year, but leading the AL West is probably something I didn't pick. And, I mean, it is something I didn't pick in our record predictions. I think I had the Angels in second or third in the division behind the Astros, but Leading the AL West, I wouldn't be surprised if the Angels won the division. Yeah, I think the the biggest surprise for me has been Taylor Ward. If we could go back and add a name to our list last week, it would probably be him. Um, but you're right, the Angels, a lot of people, the popular pick was the Mariners to, if anyone's going to unseat the Astros, it would be the Mariners. But so far, um, it's been the Angels, and they've had some up and down series. I think they, they lost a series um, to the Orioles earlier this year, but they've been, they've been great so far, 15 and 8 it's kind of not being talked about either because I don't think that like you'd see them up there with those teams that are 15 and eight. Cause what are the Dodgers like also 15 and eight or are they 14 and I don't, I don't know the exact number, but they're, they're seven. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're right up there with, with some of the best teams in the league and you wouldn't really know it um, because of what the media has been saying, but trout's been amazing. He's my player of the month and the angels really, really surprising so far. Definitely. If I could go back, I would uh, bump up their win total for sure. Because I think you're right. I had him. I also had him third in the division, but I had him right around 500. I think. Let me let me pull it up right now. Actually, I had the Angels because I think you had the Mariners in second. I had the oh no, I, I had the uh, Angels in second above the Mariners at 85 and 77. From what I've seen so far, I'd probably boost them up. And I only had them six games behind the Astros in my predictions. Could I see them winning the AL or the AL West? Probably. Yeah, that's fair. I think I had. The Angels at 82 and 80, if I remember correctly. But uh, yeah, definitely 85 to 88 wins. I, I could see for the Angels. But uh, what's your moment of the month? Moment of the month. We'll get into that now. 
I ended up going Miggy, his 3000th hit. I was watching that one live. I was watching all four of us at bats. I mentioned in a previous episode leading up to it. He finally got it with a single the other way. And everyone comes onto the field, gives him hugs. He sees his family. I, I just love moments of baseball like that. And there's a couple of different moments I could have gone for this one, but I ended up going with one that was on the field with Miggy getting his 3000 hit. I love to see that. Yeah. I also would have picked that one. I'll give you another one though. Um, Tyler and Taylor Rogers, the, the two twins, two relief pitchers who were very different exchanging lineup cards in their first game. They got to play against each other in the big leagues. We also saw this um, with the two Contreras brothers the other day. So we've had a lot of good moments like that, but that one um, after Taylor was traded to the Padres going to San Francisco, that being able to exchange lineup cards like that seemed really cool. And then Tyler went off, I think flew out the next day to go um, on the, on the paternity list. So pretty good week for him, but that moment was, was really cool. Um, We mentioned the Brett Phillips moment a couple weeks ago. Um, That one was, was great as well, but Miggy 3000, that's like that one it's such an exclusive club that we don't see those moments very often. And so to give it as a moment of the month seems pretty obvious. Another moment I'll give just a shout out Kershaw with his uh, 2,967th K or something like that, where he uh, passed to become the Dodgers all-time strikeouts leader, which was cool. It, It wasn't really a big moment about it other than the crowd going crazy. He just went on business as usual, kept pitching. Good start too. six innings, one, one earned run. They unfortunately lost that game, but that was another great moment. Yeah. I, I, I thought about putting Kershaw's comeback start, but he didn't since, since Dave Roberts kind of robbed him of the, it was a perfect game. That would definitely probably be my moment. Yeah. Okay. Since we, since we, I think we have a little bit of time, let's talk about this, this Mets no hitter. Cause I'm, I'm yeah, curious yeah. as to what your opinion is. So I sent you this tweet. Uh, I forget who it was by, but they said like, Essentially said, like, if some if one pitcher throws a no-hitter, that's awesome. But combined no-hitter, it's like, okay, that's, that's less about the team throwing the no-hitter and more about the team that got no-hit saying they suck. And I sent that to you, and you said, or you said you completely disagree. I think I said and, L-take. Uh, I think all I said was L-take. <laughs> L-take. Um, I agree with that. I mean, it is cool to see the no-hitter. I was at the the Rangers game, and... Uh, when I got the notification, I did. I watched the ninth inning. It was definitely something I tuned into for on my phone. But I think I wouldn't go as far to say I don't care about a combined no hitter. But I think I I don't really think about it that much as a sing, sole no hitter because that's just when a pitcher can go the whole game without throw with throwing no hits after seeing a guy four times. It's just that's just insane for me. There are three, three, four times per player versus you're seeing a new pitcher every at-bat. I mean, that's harder to adjust to. And I think it's just less of an accomplishment than a single pitcher throwing a no-hitter. Yes, is less of an accomplishment, but the guy kind of the guy saying that it doesn't really matter it for the team that throws it. It only matters for the team that gets no hit. I disagree, but also that could be my bias as a pitcher, specifically a relief pitcher, because if that were the case, relief pitchers would never get to be involved in no hitters or perfect games. I still think it's cool. I still think it's an accomplishment to be able to go out and shut down a team, not give up any hits in the entire game. That's a biggest, a big accomplishment. Maybe it shouldn't be celebrated quite as much as a guy that goes out there and throws all nine innings himself and gives up no hits or better yet, throws a perfect game. But I don't think you can just like disregard it because a relief pitcher or two was used or four in this case. 
yeah, I mean, it, it can go either way on that. I just think I, I, I stand where I stand on that. I just think it's more, more impressive to me. I care about it more when it's a single pitcher. That's true. I don't think anyone would deny that either, but I think to forget about the, and not celebrate a, a no hitter thrown by a group of pitchers would be the, would be wrong. Let's get into top five. And this one I was really, I've been excited for, and I am excited for top five baseball movies. And you can start with your list. I have a couple of honorable mentions. I don't know if you do as well, but then we can go five to one, give our, our top five baseball movies. I will give an honorable mention real quick. And do you want to do this? Like I give five and then you give five or should I give all five? No, I'd say give your honorable mentions. I'll get mine. And then you give your number five. I'll get my number five. And then we'll go okay, okay. pinball, pinball one-to-one. So I only have one honorable mention. It was on this top five. And then I remembered one I forgot about. It was the perfect game, which is some, I was like looking like best baseball movies, kind of just to jog my memory. It was one I forgot about a long time ago. It was at my number five, but it's a good movie. And that's my honorable mention. So, yeah, I've got two honorable mentions, um, a league of their own, which I think that's that's a good novelty baseball movie wise. This one, it's really good. I think I've only seen it once or twice, but I know I really enjoyed it. Um, And then rookie of the year, like a one that's, a callback to, I think, like a very childhood movie, though that and The Sandlot are like the two kids baseball movies that I think everyone's seen and everyone really likes um, with the the boy becoming the rookie of the year for the Chicago Cubs. It's that's just a kind of a more childish movie, but still an iconic one um, and definitely has some nostalgia to me. But I didn't it didn't quite crack the list as I've grown up and I've liked five more movies over it. I think I would also put it at seven if I were doing a top seven league of their own at six. Okay, and I'll, I'll get right into number five then. Number five, I had Rookie of the Year. There you go. Um, it's It was a great movie growing up to see the kid. Uh, I, I've, I haven't seen it in years, but didn't he like pop his arm out of his socket and all of a sudden he could throw 95? Yeah, he, I, yeah, I think he, so he was at school and then there's a, the pop-up goes over his head and he's not that good at baseball in general. And they mm-hmm. he trips on a ball, pops his arm out of the socket and then he turns into a role Chapman from the right side. So yeah, and then... He ends up getting it popped back in and then sucking again, but, but he still gets that last out. He does get it. And so, uh, I love that movie. It's a, like you said, a classic, one of my favorites. So number five on my list, number five, I'm going to go bull Durham. Um, it's absolutely hilarious, but the only problem is I've only seen it once and that definitely needs to change. It will probably rise with time and rewatching. Um, as I get in, as I'll get into later, cause I wrote this from one to five and I realized like now that I've written this note, I'm going to save it for my next movie. Um, but yeah, I really like Bull Durham. It's going to rise up this list more. It's really funny, a little bit more um, R rated as compared to the other baseball movies, but still it, it's hilarious, has good baseball as well, which is, I think the good combo you want some comedy, but also some good baseball. Number four, I went 42. I think it's just great movie. Great story. I mean, Jackie Robinson, who doesn't love that movie? And I think it's it's also a really powerful movie. It's more of a serious side on the baseball, telling a story. And I think it's just, it's a great movie. Obviously, Jackie Robinson, very important guy and number four on my list. Oh, that's that Put that on a quote graphic, like Jackie Robinson, very important guy. <laughs> very important. Summed it up pretty well, I, I would say. Uh, I would number say four, number four, I'm going to go Field of Dreams. And the note that I was saving, Kevin Costner is the undeniable goat of baseball movies. I figured 
if I put that, if I said that about Bull Durham, it would kind of give away Field of Dreams on my list. But Kevin Costner uh, uh-huh. in Field of Dreams and Bull Durham. What are you saying? Four for Field of Dreams. Too low? Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll get there. Um, is an iconic movie. The MLB Field of Dreams game absolutely boosted oh. its stock for me. It, that was amazing. And I just realized I put another note that I'm going to that I'm going to save until another movie on my list. But um, just know I, it made more sense. As I was writing one to five. I didn't quite think about it that I was going to be reading them off five to one. But um, yeah, Field of Dreams. It's, it's great. The only reason I think that I have it lower on this list is I think a little bit nostalgia, but also it spends less time on baseball than the other movies do. That's that's the only thing I'll say. Still love it, though. It's it's amazing movie. <sighs> All right. Well, number three, I have The Sandlot. Obviously, iconic movie. Everyone knows The Sandlot. If you haven't seen The Sandlot, what are you doing? But uh, Sandlot, you know, just the whole story. It's very entertaining. Even as a college student, I still appreciate The Sandlot. Everything about that movie is just a great movie. Seeing Benny the Jet suit up with the PF Flyers and run away from the Beast. It's just iconic. They do make you run fi- run faster and jump higher. They do. It's just proven. The note that I was leaving off, because I also have the Sandlot at number three, was if I got to visit the Field of Dreams or the Sandlot, Field of Dreams, hand, hands down every time. I'm a little bit lower on the Sandlot than most, I would say, because I think it's kind of like once you grow older a little bit, um, it's it, it's not as comparable to some of the movies on the list, but pure nostalgia-wise, um, pure childhood-wise, pure fame-wise, I think it has to be at three. The 4th of July scene, I would argue, is the best scene in any baseball movie ever. A fantastic movie. Um, you're right. There's, It's just like the novelty of seeing that as a kid um, and having that camaraderie and the friends playing at the baseball field. It's an, it's an undeniable movie. I've got it here at three. Um, but I think there's a clear separation from my, from my one and two movies. So number two, I do think there's a clear number one for me. Number two, I have Field of Dreams. You mentioned that a year. You're, you're leaving off one of my one of my top two. Am I? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. But Field of Dreams, obviously, amazing movie. I, the quote, uh, oh, the if you build it, they will come. And then obviously, the big rant. Oh, I, that that I saw that when I was at the Rangers game, I went to, into the baseballism store. I saw that entire quote, uh, like. I don't even remember the quote now, but you, you know which one I'm talking about. Yep. The big long quote, it's all on a t-shirt. And w- once I get money, because I have none of that right now, I will be buying that t-shirt. I will, I'll, t- I'll tell you that right now. But iconic movie, I don't know how you had it at number four. It's number two for me. I, I love it. It's just, I my top two really separated. And I'm curious as to which one you left off. I'm pretty sure I know which one it is. Um, number two, I have Moneyball. Um, and now, there are funny parts, but this is a more serious movie. I don't, I, maybe I'm a little he gets on base. He does get on base. Um, it, it's, it's funny when it's it needs to be funny. It's serious when it needs to be serious. I think it's a very, really cool look into the, to what Billy Bean was trying to do. Um, a really good look into the Moneyball era. Um, it's one of the newer movies too. I think it's the cinematography is really good. Um, likable characters. There's great actors. Brad Pitt absolutely kills it. Really gets you to buy into what the A's were doing. Um, and I don't know. I, I saw it on Netflix. Um, I'd seen it for the first time, I think like a year ago. And I just really liked it. And I've seen it a couple of times since then. 
maybe I'm higher on Moneyball than most, but I, I, I love the movie. Um, I put it at number two. My number one is also Moneyball. So I'm right. going to see what your number one is, how it's not on my top five or probably honorable mentions as well. But uh, yeah, Jonah Hill is one of my favorite favorite actors or probably my favorite actor just in movies in general but it's just a great movie i love how it's it's about baseball and about the front office side which is something very interesting to me and i just love that movie i need to see it more yeah i'm surprised like i, I my number one was a pretty easy choice for me i, I have major league and this is a movie i'm like so i don't, I don't like that movie that much you don't oh my god it's the in my opinion the perfect combo of like actual baseball and comedy Love the characters, love the story. I like it every time I watch it. It still makes me laugh. And it also came after my own heart by having like important characters with the announcers, which I thought was, it's really funny. They, they kind of add a soundtrack to the games. It's, it's really funny. Um, I mean, the wild thing, like how do you not have major league even on your list at all, uh, as opposed to number one, it was a pretty easy choice for me. I'm really partial to that movie. I, I just love it. I'm just not, not a big fan of the movie. I've seen it a couple of times. It's like, it's entertaining. I'll give it that, but not top five for me. I think one thing we can agree on though, is of all the sports, maybe outside of boxing, just because there's been so many boxing movies, baseball has by far the best roster of movies. Absolutely. Boxing. It's close. I mean, you got all the Rockies. The Creed. I mean, when you've got five Rockies and the, the two Creed movies, what's the, yeah. what's the one with the, with the, with the high school teacher, um, Kevin James plays like a high school teacher. I guess maybe we'll, we'll call it like fighting movies. Cause I don't know if that one was officially. Oh, boxing. Oh, oh, oh yes. Here comes so the, the boom. Here comes the boom. Yeah. I don't remember the. There's a, there's the, a lot of fighting movies, um, but of the, of the major sports baseball by far has the best movies. Um, there's old ones, there's new ones, there's funny ones, there's serious ones. I think that's something we can all agree on, but I want to hear your guys' top five in the comments and it better have major league on it. Nope. Even as an honorable mention, I'll accept that because it's better than what this man put which is not leaving it on his list at all. Sorry. Just not a big fan. I don't but, know. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. The, those are our top five. Like you said, let us know down below. Uh, go check, check in, tune into our TikTok for our punishment. That's going to be a or lot don't. of fun. Or don't. Or don't. But make sure you're following us on all the socials, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Oh God. Knocked over my mic. It's getting too excited there. But, uh, but yeah, follow us everywhere. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe leave us a comment let us know what you thought let us know any of your players of the, or awards this month your top five baseball movies and if you are on apple or spotify podcasts give us a five-star review and uh interact with our socials like we said to let us know what you guys like what you don't like what you want to see more of because we will respond we will listen and i think that's all we got for today we've been the double play and uh thank you for listening he gets on base he gets on base <laughs>